Shaping Success with West Tankersley is brought to you by Aggressive Marketing Solutions, your solution for all business social media needs. If you need a team of social media marketers and content creators that help you build your brand on social media, text WEST2020 to 541-709-6502 today. Get started building your brand on social media. Success is defined differently by every individual. Some have never even considered what it is. I hope when I get older I'll be successful. What does that even mean? Money? Cars? Big house? On this show, we strive to look at it a little deeper, learning from successful individuals on what they believe success really is and how to obtain it. Everybody, enjoy the show. This is Shaping Success with Wes Tankersley. Hello and welcome to Shaping Success. I'm your host, Wes Tankersley, and this is episode 13 with our guest, Heather Parody. Heather, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? <laughs> Not too bad. <laughs> I'm glad that you uh, were able to be on here. I wanted to talk a little bit about I'm, I'm just kind of reading off your website here, but um, a couple things that you do. You're, you're the host of Unconventional Leader. Leaders podcast. Um, looks like you do some masterminds and are contributing a couple or to a magazine. So it sounds like that's a pretty busy schedule for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. Uh, throw in some consulting and coaching in there and our membership programs. And then that's that's what I do. So, yeah. So why don't you go ahead and just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Sure. So I'm a therapist turned online entrepreneur. I left my career about three years ago to pursue this internet thing because I thought it was really uh, cool <laughs> and it had unlimited possibility for not only what you could build, you know, income wise, but also to the kind of impact that you wanted to make in the world, which honestly was the driver of everything that we were doing with this show is making an impact, making a difference, using your story, using your voice uh, to help other people. And sometimes it sounds so far-fetched and outside of our scope, uh, but actually it's a lot easier than what we think. It just takes a lot of balls and uh, you can do it. I mean, look at what you're doing. You've, you started this show and you can reach people from all over the world with it. It's a lot of hard work, um, but it's worth it. And it's so satisfying. So people who have that nudge, I think that nudge is there for a reason. And my job is to keep pe kick people's ass and uh, let them follow those <laughs> nudges. So if you're looking at the bottom of a cliff saying, hey, I'm thinking about going to jump, I'm the girl behind you pushing it off. So, Yeah, and that's awesome. That's, you know, one of the things that I've noticed lately is TikTok's kind of a big thing. And I know you're a Gary Vee person because I've heard you talk about him, but he's pushed that really hard. And that's where I started to notice you. I, I really like the way that that algorithm works and how it push, pushes you towards people who you're like trying that, I don't know, it just, it gets you right there with like-minded people. So it's pretty exciting that it works that way. Um can you talk a little bit about that? What have you been doing on TikTok and how you're using that to push your brand a little bit more? I don't know what I'm doing on TikTok. I'm just having a lot of fun. Um, I've been putting out content for, uh, I guess, about five years now. I grew another business that I was in um, uh, fully through digital media, content marketing and all of that. And that's where I really got exposed to how powerful social media and content was. Uh, and then... Yeah, I've just, I've been putting out blogs, podcasts, live videos. I mean, it's been insane. And then when TikTok came along, I was like, oh God, not another platform. Because if you saw my content calendar, it's just like next level. And I'm like, I don't have time. 
you know, right now I'm trying to be consistent. Side note, consistency is the most important thing in content marketing, consistent in all these platforms and answering my people and talking and not letting DMs slide by and all this stuff. And then here comes TikTok and I'm like, I'm sorry, Gary, I just don't have time. Sorry, (laughs) it's not going to happen. I was working in my office one day and my husband, he, uh, he has an online business as well. He, you know, he'd been on TikTok for a little bit and he's like, oh, this is cool. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm just not going to do it. And, and I was sitting here working and he came in and he said, hey, my video's up to a quarter of a million views. And I was sitting in this chair and I spun my chair around and I'm like, well, I'm getting on TikTok then. Um, so it really <laughs> just began from that. I, I knew the organic reach was just insane. Um, Brian, my husband, he's, he's built up a huge following. He has two sponsors now through it. Um, but he started a lot sooner than I did. So I feel like I'm playing catch up. I've really let myself put out kind of another side to me. Um, we've been talking a lot with the brand unconventional leaders. It's a little bit heavy, which I love. I love, you know, going there and having deep conversations, but also too, there's another side of me that's a lot more fun and goofy and ridiculous. Like if you hung out with me in real life, that's who I am. Uh, but I haven't really been able to express that. So TikTok's just been kind of a way to just not put so much pressure and have to, you know, be professional and drive leads to this landing page, but just connect with people, have fun and laugh a little bit. And I would say out of, you know, outside of the podcast, podcast is always going to be number one for me. I've enjoyed TikTok the most. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. I, I have the hardest time with it because I'm not really short winded. I do a lot of, um, IGTV episodes. I started out doing like two, three minutes and I can't get anything in 60 seconds for some reason, which is, which is weird because it's it just, hard. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's tough to make it work. <laughs> so, well, so how long have you been doing the podcast? Let's talk about that a little bit here. Um, three years, one month, three years, one month. And I just started listening to it probably about three weeks ago. So it was, you know, it was kind of interesting because I listen to like Lewis Howes and I listen to Gary Vee and it's just kind of along that same lines. And those are the kind of people who kind of inspire me. So it's nice to have a different voice in that whole situation. I really like what you do with it. Um, how, um, how did you become successful with that? Can you talk a little bit about like what it took to make, get the following that you have and kind of some of the things that you have going on? Um, I noticed like your Facebook page was huge and I didn't realize that it was quite that big um, until I was looking into it today. So there's a lot of that traffic driving that you're doing for the podcast as well. Yeah, uh, I was on an interview yesterday and they asked me, when did I feel successful in what I was doing? And the truth is I felt successful the moment I said yes to the calling on my life before I had one listener. I felt successful then because I was being true to myself and I was putting out work that was authentic to me. Um, I don't think I'll ever get to a point where I'm like, oh, you know, this is exactly, you know, where I want to be. I'm still like, although we've had, you know, massive growth as far as download numbers over the past couple of years, um, there's always this next level. And I think that's being, you know, an achiever, people leader, people always, you know, you always want a little bit more and and that's that pursuit, which can be a healthy thing or an unhealthy thing. And I think only you can answer that. Sometimes, you know, you feel guilty. You're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't want more. But I think if that desire is there, as long as you're still grateful for what you have, um, I think a little bit of a drive is a really good thing. It's unique. Most people don't have it. So, you know, we've grown, uh, but it's nowhere near where I'm going to be in two years. Look me up, Heather Parody. It's <laughs> like, I'm not going to quit. I tell people all the time, I'll be in the nursing home podcasting. I'm, I'm not going to quit this. Um, 
but it's it's just taken a lot of adjusting and shifting. People want to figure everything out before they begin. And the only way to figure out things is to take action because you don't really understand uh, what your gifts are. You don't understand your lane. You don't understand what you like. You don't understand how you want to do this, what we're doing right now. You don't really figure it out until you start taking action. So immediate action is the most important thing, along with not being attached to outcome. Because what's required is for you to fail flat on your face and shift and adjust. And a lot of people don't like shifting and adjusting. They think it has something to do with them, uh, but it's really a part of the process. Yeah. And it's interesting because that's, that's kind of where I, where I went from with, with myself. Um, you know, I was, I've done a couple different things. I worked in a tire store for like 11 years and then I went back and I got two degrees and then I'm like not satisfied. And that's the biggest yeah. thing I think is, is chasing your dream and finding out what it is. And that's where this kind of led to me because I'm doing another job where I'm kind of a commissioned salesman, but I have found this. And so I also believe in the fact that you don't learn how to do anything until you actually do it. And yeah, this is episode 13 for me, but it will be better. Just like you said, it's, it's one of those things you got to have that drive and you got to have the willingness to continue doing that and, and be successful in it. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's great. Um, so can you talk to us a little bit about I didn't actually realize either that was, this is kind of the fun thing about this for me is I start looking through people's profiles before I interview them and start figuring out things about them. And, and I didn't realize that you were doing mastermind classes. Can you talk a little bit about those? Those sound pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, I've been doing masterminds for goodness, I think five years now. So before I even took the leap full time into doing this, I did a side hustle. I was building a presence online uh, on the side. So I didn't know that I would eventually go full-time in it. But uh, yeah, one of the first things I did was start mastermind groups. And I actually did those in my home. So I started off with people in my city, in my area who wanted to build something, but were struggling with imposter syndrome or next steps. And it was really lighthearted. I mean, we literally just made a pot of coffee and invited people over. Um, I had brought my clients over people. I mean, it was just a great time. And what ended up happening is it grew so much that we had to break up into two different homes because so many people were coming over and wanting to sit and talk about their dreams and their vision. And I really realized then what a need people need, you know, they needed a safe place to really confess what they really wanted to do with their life. And they were like grown men who would go come out and cry because they were like, I really hate what I'm doing and I want to do something else, but I feel so selfish. I feel so dumb even it, you know? Um, so I, I, I've started that and then we moved to the online platform back in 2015, I think, um, and started connecting with people, you know, via Twitter, Facebook, all that. And we just meet on zoom and talk about what we wanted to create in the world. We know what to do. You know, it's not hard. It's called Google. It's called YouTube. You can literally figure right. anything out. We spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on courses and all this and that when honestly, you know what to do, like you can figure it out. The issue is the accountability um, and actually putting your ass to the fire and doing it. And that's a powerful thing about mentors and coaches and masterminds and all that is because they hold your ass to the fire and say like, hey, you know, this is what you said you wanted to do, do it. You know, we, we buy programs because we act like it's an external thing, but it's really an internal one. Yeah. And I think that's, that's one of the biggest things that I found myself too, is I've always had this, you know, I've always been a hard worker and I've always been willing to do more than everyone else. And I think that a lot of times you struggle with the fact that you don't have enough faith in your abilities. And when you figure that out, it, it just sets you free. So it's, that's, I'm finding that being around people, listening to people, 
and that have kind of the same ideas that I have and not necessarily thinking, you know, like not being able to accept criticism. Like one of my friends that helps me all the time, we talk about it all the time, how we have to be willing to accept that criticism and work through that and understand that that's going to help us change or get another person's opinion on it. Because we can't, if we just listen to ourselves all the time, we're, we may just confuse ourselves a little bit more than we need to. <laughs> right. Right. One of the best things you can do, especially if you're starting off putting your voice out there is go look at somebody you really admire. Like you mentioned Lewis Howes earlier. When I first started my journey, he was someone that I really looked at, you know, as kind of like the, that's what I want to create in the world. And what I did is I went and listened to his first episode and his second podcast episode and his third podcast episode. And I went and I looked at the comments on his, uh, his products and his shows. And I saw all of the beginning steps and the criticism and the hell that he walked through. His first few episodes were not good. <laughs> they weren't, yeah. um, we all begin somewhere, but having that understanding that the person you idolize has people throwing crap their way all the time and criticizing them and blah, blah, blah. And then seeing their humble beginnings, it, it really was empowering because it's like, okay, you know, they just, they, they endured that. I could do that too. Yeah. And it is, it's really mind over manner. How do you, so with that being said, you know, you talked about Lewis kind of getting that criticism and things like that. Did you have a lot of that starting out and and how did you deal with that? What was the best way you found to deal with the criticism and the, oh, yeah, I still and the do. backlash? I still do. I still have people say things, you know what I mean? Like, um, I, it, you're a human, so it still hurts a little bit. Um, I had, I talked to Seth, Go Seth Godin came on the show a few weeks ago. And one of the things he uh, talks about all the time is, you know, he doesn't look, <laughs> he just doesn't look at the comments. So that's one thing that you can do is literally just plugging your ears and you have to know yourself, like, can I handle this or can I not? And so sometimes you might need to plug your ears and shut your eyes and put your head down and work. Um, it, you know, there's a balance between taking constructive criticism and, you know, just hate and you instantly know the difference, you know, between where, where people are coming from. Um, I, I try to keep big picture perspective of like, will these people, first of all, is this your target audience? You know, is this the person you're trying to reach? Like there was this lady who was giving me a hard time about a month ago and she was in her, you know, mid fifties doing a full-time job that she loved, not in my industry at all. And it's, you know, not my target audience. And she was giving me really crap about this stuff. And then I had to really stop and ask myself, I'm like, you know what? This isn't for you. Like this show's not for you. <laughs> no offense. Right. I hope you have an awesome life, but I'm not creating it. Like, so why am I sitting here listening to this, this avatar that has nothing to do with what I'm trying to create? Um, and if you really pay attention, usually the voices are from people who you're not even trying to reach. Um, it doesn't make it necessarily easier, but keeping that focus is important and asking yourself, are these people going to be at my deathbed? You know what I mean? Are they people I, I can count on? Are they people that really matter in my life? Um, yeah, it, again, it's hard, but. Yeah, I mean, and that it is, it, it is. And I think that one of the things for me that I found is that I, as when I started just deciding that those are great tips, you know, the fact that it doesn't matter. Your, your opinion, their opinion doesn't really matter. They can tell you whatever you can listen, but you have the choice to either take it to heart or just listen and let it go. And, um, it's been a lot easier realizing that because I have a lot of family members who kind of like, I'm this person who wasn't like this. You know, there was people who were doing like the announcements in high school and things like that. I never was a public speaker. 
I never really thought of myself as an extrovert, but I am because I just can't stop talking usually when, once you get me going, but, um, and there's a whole bunch more to it, but people make fun of me a lot for doing these videos and they still do like last night we were on a zoom call and they're popping up background pictures of stuff that I'm posting on Instagram and kind of, and I'm just like a couple months ago, I was really upset about it. And now it's just like, whatever, we're good. We don't, you don't, you don't need that. I'm not doing it for them. I'm doing it for me and I'm doing it because I know what's right. So that's, that's the way I look at it. It's an awesome, and look at it's it, an awesome thing. Guys, every single one of us has gone through that. Every single one of us. I've gone through that. I've had people make fun of me. I've had snark remarks. I've had all that stuff. And so is every single person that you look up to. So really it's just a part of the process and understanding that. And again, it doesn't make it easier, but you know, if it were easy, everybody would be doing it and it's not, but I just mean, I use that as freaking fuel, like note, note, (laughs) note. And I don't mean that like in a, a, a rude way. Like I really wish people the best, but it's like, check. I remember this because you know what? One day, one day you're going to remember this and I will too. <laughs> and I'm not going to be where, you know, where I'm at now. I'm not. Yeah. And that's the thing you, you have the choice. It's up to you. You can control that. One of the, yeah. one of the guests I had on last week, um, my, my guest last week, his name was, uh, Sung Kim. I actually found him on TikTok as well. And one of the things he talked about was the fact that he kind of surrounds himself a little bit. He lets some negative people in, in his space because, he uses it the same way as fuel. So that's, you know, I, I thought that was pretty f- profound statement to think of it that way, that you do need a little bit of that negativity to kind of push you and have a little more fuel and use it as a, as motivation. Sure. Yeah. So, um, you, you do spend, do you spend quite a bit of time on like reflecting on episodes and things like that? How do you, how do you go through a process with your, with your podcast? Do you, do it. And then it's just like pretty much gone. Or how do you, how do you work through that? Yeah. So, uh, that's such a great question. Used to, yes, but with since production has just gone up so much and just getting stuff out, I'm a huge believer of, uh, you know, getting stuff out over perfecting it. I'm, I'm not about that. I'm all about the Gary V life. <laughs> so just yeah. getting more content important. Um, I will say we're approaching, um, episode 300 for this show. Um, I've had other shows too. This one's at almost at 300. Um, and we're going to be doing a little bit of a rebrand where I'm going to be doing a lot more solo episodes and being a little bit more particular about the guests that I've had on. Um, I just had an interview with Jack Canfield yesterday and it was amazing. And I have like a wish list of people that I really want to have on, but, uh, full transparency, like that's another thing I'm working through is just fear of some of these people that I just really admire so much and actually asking them. And one of the things that I heard uh, Jack say was, you know, Hey, like every, every eight knows there's going to be one yes after that. And so I really took that as a personal challenge for myself that, you know, I've been pumping out a lot of episodes lately, but uh, maybe slow back down just a little bit and be a little bit more intentional with the guests and what I want to create. Uh, that's that's going to take a lot of rejection on my part, um, which I'm not good at Rejection's hard for me. Uh, but that's my next kind of battle, my next fear to face. So anyway, as far as right now, we just, we record, we're about a month out in production right now. Um, I have people, you know, who write show notes for me and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, just, just get it out into the world. I don't overthink it too much. Uh, the truth is nobody cares that much. They just want some good content, put your heart into it, but it's never going to be perfect. And you're always going to be like, Oh, there's something more I can do, you know? Yeah. And that's my big, for me, I, I go like when I'm posting videos and things like that, I go live every single time because I, 
don't feel like right. if I read a script or if I do something like that, that it's, that it's, you know, me. And so that's why I always do it that way. Yep. And I haven't up until yep. lately, I haven't like gone back and looked at what I did because it's, it's what I did. It's, you know, it is what it is and I, I can't change it. And that's why that. I do it. Yeah. Yeah. Me so if you, so one of the things I wanted to ask you too, is if you had some advice to give someone like this is episode 13 or anyone who is thinking about getting into the podcasting career or things like that, anything that, that you've done, what would be some advice that you would give them looking back now through everything that you've been through? It all depends on what your goal is. I'm only going to speak from my, per, you know, what my goal has been. My goal has been to build a brand where I can use this as a platform to uh, do speaking one day and sell programs and build a business and uh, do, you know, do, do some, do some pretty big work through it. So understand that I'm speaking from that perspective. Some people just want to do it for fun and, you know, there's no real goal attachment to it and that's fine. If you're like me and you really want to build something, um, I would say leaning into a niche is so important and something that we resist so much because we want to reach the world, but we're never going to reach the world until we start dominating small pools um, and being willing to become very clear on what your vision is. Again, uh, action creates clarity is my favorite uh, saying. So a lot of times if you're unclear on what you want to do, getting out, uh, you know, a lot of content and kind of working through your message is great. You can always go back and delete stuff. You can always go back and change things. So stop taking everything so seriously and a big deal. Um, but, but niche down, niche down. Uh, I would also say if you can go into it with the mindset of a lot of grit that I, you know, I might not be the best, but I'm going to, I'm not, I'm not going to quit. <laughs> you know, I'm, I remember, um, I'm very competitive and my husband makes fun of me when I was pregnant once, uh, I was like six months pregnant and I was running on a treadmill and this girl came over next to me and she started running next to me and, you know, she wasn't pregnant. And my husband, made, like, he laughed and he's like, do you realize you went up on the, on the, uh, treadmill and was running even faster or whatever. And I remember that time cause I was thinking, I'm like, she get off before me. I don't care if I'm pregnant or not. And she did. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, awesome. and, and having that kind of, I know that's just ridiculous and crazy, but having that kind of, uh, craziness where you're like, dude, I'm, I might be, I might have this, I might be pregnant. I might have a disadvantage in this way. I might not have all the money. I might not have all the fancy things. I might not, whatever, whatever. I might not know the right people, but I'm not going to quit when you quit. That's the mentality you have to have to make it. I am convinced. I've talked to so many people on the show who are just so successful things that I could never even dream of accomplishing. And they are no different than you and I. Absolutely not. They are stubborn as hell and have not quit. That's it. Yeah. It's drive. I mean, that's, that's the big thing for me too. That's, that's the way I am. I've always been a competitor. You know, I mean, obviously you see all these, this sports stuff hanging up in the back here. I was, I was an athlete and that was, that's really what drives me. And I think that that gave me a lot of, of my mindset and what I have and how I picture the world. So I think that that's a great a way to look at things. I don't know if I'd be running on a treadmill like that when I was pregnant, but I mean, I wouldn't be running on a treadmill anyway. <laughs> but well, uh, last question here real quick. Um, so the show is called shaping success. And the reason why I labeled that is because I think that success is different for every single person. I feel like, um, you can be successful 
working at McDonald's, if that's what makes you happy and you're doing what you love or anything else that you do, what do you, and this is kind of a big question, but what do you, how do you look at your success? How do you define your success? What's the shape of your success? Uh, input over output. So I don't really see success as like externally what happens as a result to my input, but more of, did I put everything in? Did I lay everything I had on the table? And at the end of my life, if I can say, you know what? I gave it all. I tried. There was no stone unturned. There was nothing left within me. There was not a note left to sing. There was not a little bit of energy or idea or whatever that I didn't explore. If I can just go all in with whatever that is within me, that is 100% success because that's all I can control. And we have to look at success as an internal game and not an external one because I can't control whether you listen to my podcast or not. I cannot control whether you like my stuff or subscribe to my list or buy my programs. But what I can control is showing up every single day, becoming better and better and better and knowing that I didn't leave anything on the table. That is an awesome answer. I love it. Well, thanks for coming on. Where can we find you? Let's talk about this because I know you're like on every platform, but where can, where's the best way, what's the best way to contact you on your social media and things like that? Uh, at Heather Parody everywhere. That's it. Okay. <laughs> they're, they're on all of them. See, that's perfect. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. You, you probably wouldn't believe this, but there's another West Tankersley and he has West Tankersley. So I can't be myself. I have to have a oh, period dude. in between there. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, Thanks a lot. Um, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. If you feel like this has brought you any value, please share it. Uh, and let me know if you have any questions. My challenge for you is to find the shape of your success. This was Shaping Success with Wes Tankersley brought to you by Aggressive Marketing Solutions. If you need a team of marketers to help you with social media, all you need to do to start is text Wes 2020 to 541-709-6502. 541-709-6502. That is Aggressive Marketing Solutions. Have a great day. See you next time.